0: Hello, Moo, and welcome to the Pink Tron. I'm Craig Martin, and uh I'm joined tonight by Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking? Uh
1: I am doing race two later, so I'm drinking now uh to you know prep. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe that there is something something to the uh pain-relieving qualities of alcohol that uh make you ride faster and or longer, as the Chris Greenland Memorial Fondo proved. <laughs> uh, so I have a, well, it's it's a Negroni riff. So it's uh, gin, Aperol, and uh, Manzanilla Sherry. So a little kind of saline version of a Negroni.
2: And well done on the glassware there, too, having a proper coupe for it. Yeah. That. Love that. Love a good coupe. I like that too because when you sit at a bar and you order a glass with that service, you always get that like super macho guy who's like, you should drink that in a man's glass.
1: Nope, no. Pinky's out.
2: Pinky's out. <laughs> yep. Like enjoy the flair of that cocktail. I love it. Well done, Sean.
0: Okay. So uh, we just heard Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking?
2: Yeah, sadly I do not have a coupe, but I did bring <laughs> yeah, with me. I,
0: love, I, I, I saw your cup as well. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> this is a plastic tumbler that I had in the back of my car, along with a, a full sample bottle of Buffalo Trace. Um, coming to you live from Bakersfield after a four-hour car drive. Uh, I did pack a Miller Light in my in my bag, so I'm having a, a drive a recovery, recovery. A drive recovery Miller Light, and a uh, a sidecar of Buffalo Trace with it. Excellent.
0: Uh-huh. Our final tron participant for the night steph etienne what are you drinking
3: yeah since it's very late here in uh, belgium almost midnight ah. i'm having some hot chocolate to keep myself awake <laughs> <laughs> probably
0: Ooh, i don't know the hot drink tends to put me to sleep too yeah
3: same that too but
2: is belgian hot chocolate like a particularly uh is that like in the pantheon of hot chocolates because of the belgian chocolate pedigree it must be really good right
3: well it's it's some store store brand thing so just nestle
2: nestle powdered
3: hot chocolate okay <laughs> yeah, something like that on the left. <laughs> okay. but it it, it it does the job
2: <laughs> there's a time and a place for those fair enough
0: good stuff so first up heard winter racing for this weekend the highline um yeah yeah uh it's just did this
1: yeah (laughs) uh like i haven't oh looks like we we may have another person to ask what they're drinking
0: late entrant doug mckee hello Doug. (laughs) doug what are you drinking I'm back drinking,
4: man. I'm breaking the cardinal rule of Pink Tron. I got nothing.
2: Oh, Oh. okay. You you didn't get the supply delivery to your Alaskan outpost research facility? (laughs) This week? so sad. Maybe it froze. It all froze. I
4: just have a solid that I have to lick while we... (laughs) What did I miss? What we're drinking.
1: Um,
0: yeah.
4: Yeah. All right. Just in time.
1: Just yeah. in
0: time. So, uh, yeah, Herd Winter Racing, the High Line. Uh, two trips up New York KOM. Um, this is evil.
1: So, uh, I liked it a lot better as a climber's gambit, although I tricked Chris into doing a third one this past week. Oh. Uh, we, <laughs> it was like, hey, why don't we turn this into a real VO2 workout and just... Do another lap. Uh I I like it a lot better as a climber's gambit because you don't have to like it turns out those uh middle point, the, the middle part in between the climbs is actually also fairly difficult. The the rolling yeah. Yeah. can be. Uh I mean might you know, be easier every for,
4: after the first climb.
1: Might be easier for those of us who have gotten uh unceremoniously dropped from the uh, lead group. Yeah
4: uh did what? any of
1: us do it no no i am yeah. planning on race two which is why i'm drinking now
3: nice yeah, i'm looking I... look i'm looking at the results only 18 pers- participants in uh, finished in uh, race <laughs> one that's pretty low <laughs> wow that is low hmm. it's a lot
0: everybody do the race you'll get points this will count in your final score
4: Yeah, exactly. When there's only 13 signed up for
1: race two at this point, so something about this weekend or this course. You can
0: just you can just keep
2: drinking, Sean. You'll be
1: yeah okay. I'll still get top 15. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, the this is the opening weekend of the World Cup Supercross, but you think that's (laughs) do you think that's why the race doesn't start till nine? So I don't think so.
4: You don't think nine nine my
0: time, six your time? Yeah.
4: Warming up for that, yeah. Tailgating, yeah. I don't even I know mean, what supercross is.
0: BMX, BMX, supercross. That's they drop in off the eight meter hill, and it's it's. Insane. There's no
4: engine involved.
0: No engine. That'd be motocross, right? Isn't that motocross? That would be. A, so there is supercross with motors, but supercross BMX is dropping in off an eight eight meter wall. Basically, they're crazy. And that's why our and uh, when do you start that racing numbers are down. Never, never. I would die. <laughs> I I I believe Yeah, we've I we've seen you on a regular <laughs> a regular course. <laughs> Please don't do that, Greg. Yeah, no, I, I don't plan to.
1: All right. So the New York course is a 10k lead-in. You oh.
2: but yeah, because lead in gets you to the top of the hill.
1: The lead in gets you to the top yeah. of the first climb. Uh yeah. and it's even so there's it's it's a fairly long you you come out of the pens, you go up onto the glass roads, but you don't it's you don't immediately start climbing from there. There is a, a fairly long yep. portion where you are still just riding around on the flatter but not flat. there there definitely kicks uh, section of the high line before doing the KOM. And it's the longer of the two directions. So the one where you stay left at the fork. Um, Chris, you, you we've done this a lot recently for the climb. You wanna describe the climb?
2: It seems very familiar. Um, so yeah, the, the, this is the, the first, I mean, well, I guess the start line doesn't matter, but uh, you hang that left to get onto the, the a climb circle where you can either head to the right and take the shorter way or go stay to the left and go up. So you're immediately going uphill. Um, there is a little flat bit where that uh, those roads split off. And then from there you're just stair stepping. I think there's like a little bit of six percent but then it goes right up to like 16, 18, curves around a little bit, we got another heavy pitch, flattens out a little and then a final dig and then a, a flat top. Um, it's just, I mean, for Climber's Gambit, we were putting up between four and five minutes for that segment, but it's just brutal. And that's, you know, leaving everything on the road. So it's, we're going to race it a little differently. Um, I think we talked about it last week, week, not like super draftable just because of the gradients, but you do have, like we are talking about the toe-in from the base and there's the flat spot in the, after that first initial ramp. And then again at the top, it'll flatten out.
1: Yeah, so this is... It is only one point four k at six percent on average, six point no. four. But that is, is not yeah. that is not the like <laughs> how you remember this climb because so the first two fifty is eight ish percent, but then you've got a hundred meters of flat, and then there's four hundred meters that's essentially ten or eleven percent, uh, up to long stretches of fifteen. uh, and then another 150 meters of under 3 including yeah. a like 100 meters of flat um and i was actually in the the i would guess that in the race things back off a lot more than you have to in the climber's gambit on that part in climber's gambit you're like you hit the flat and you're you need to stay on the power to get a good time um i would guess that people are just like punching on the the steeper parts and then recovering on those flatter parts a bit uh but then it does this one does kick back up to like 11 percent right before the the line there's a short little uh you know 20 30 20 second little kick up toward the finish um the course then drops back down you do another lap and then finish at the I think it's finishing at the top of the second lap right so you've Yep. It's a it's a summit finish. Calling yep. this a summit isn't is it necessarily
4: accurate.
0: Top of the but, hill, you know, yeah. top
1: of the hill.
4: Can we go back to mean- the first ten k? Because if this was category racing, I would expect the first ten k to be fairly straightforward, hill. not too crazy. Yeah. But with HWR, it's never going to be bonkers. It's going to be bonkers, so to be bonkers I, for the first 10K and then even worse. Is it though? The climb. I, and then I think it'll mellow out after that first climb.
1: I actually think that the climb up to the high line is going to split things. Oh, yeah.
0: It it will. Um, but I mean, a lot of guys are going to be a lot of people that can't hang on all the way to the top of the climb are going to be able to hang on to the top of that. Right. Hopefully. Yeah, um, but I don't think like that ramp will probably get pretty hard, but I don't think it'd get crazy until the first climb because the first climb is there. I, 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 I what think what I'm saying is, yeah,
4: if if this was just a like a category race, I would say maybe you don't have to warm up. You can use that first 10K as your warm up. Yeah. And that would be a big mistake. Greg won't warm up anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll need a warm up for this because I think it'll be sufficiently hard for the first 10k.
2: It's it's tough to tell of the 18 finishers on Zwift Power where the groups split, like how big these yeah. were, because it ends in that final ascent up that climb. Yeah. So I don't. What are the, yeah, what are the time, time caps looking it. like? Uh, so scorekeeper won it with a time of 31:53, followed by our Viking friend Age Neset, same time. Uh, and then you go back to 30 low 32s mid 32s high 32s that could all very well have been the same six person group yeah um tyler um is the first one in the 33s so just uh, under 2 minutes back of scorekeeper in p7 at 33-29. and then it's just so a, a you can get a letter.
0: yeah so you can get a split at the um at the well, the end of the first lap, the or the the end of the lead-in. Mm-hmm. So it looks like there was a. a it looks oh, like yeah, there was a group. Fair enough. Yeah, there was a group of three that had forty seconds at the end of the at the top of the first climb. So.
2: Okay, was TJ in that group, or did he claw his way back and almost podium after being cut back? He
0: clawed his way back. Okay, he was, yeah, he he clawed back uh, 10 seconds it, on the, a, after the first climb. Uh, yeah. So it was the same three that finished top three. Uh, but that, so TJ won the bet was the best of the rest. Oh well, yeah. He almost leapfrogged onto the podium.
2: Uh, he, he did. Sure. Meadow was there as well. Mm-hmm. Tyler and P seven, like we talked about. Yeah. Just body. Yeah. John Keenan was in that race. That's probably why he's not here. He's, Passed out on the floor somewhere of his garage.
3: Yep. Yeah. Dan Manello, four four and a half minutes down, so probably r- do race through That. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: this route, it's,
4: it's pretty similar to everything bagel.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And um, I know that one of except the, you don't have to go back down to the to the ground again at the yeah. end, right? It keeps yeah everything bagel keeps going but the um, the i'm actually doing the Tortoise swift race tomorrow morning uh-huh. on the every on the everything bagel so uh-huh. all of this is super useful <laughs> those fields have been crazy i i have a feeling that that's one of the reasons why the um, there weren't that many people today is cuz there're just a lot of people are getting pulled into those fields
1: how many so it's it's Tortoise Wift? Yeah, the Tortoise Swift
4: weekend races.
3: How many
1: people are
4: riding those? Like
1: hundreds when you get into
4: a field. Yeah, hundreds in the in the B just in the B category, it's hundreds. It's kind of wild. And yeah, it's that'll so- do it. Yeah. So what's the bike choice on this one? Is it climb? it's gotta Uh, be i mean with that first climb and then the finish on a climb it's gotta be a climber bike i i I think tron
1: uh because so i mean the the climb averages six percent and it's got those steep sections but the steep sections are short short. enough yeah just
2: blast through them you would be fine doug
1: uh especially since like you know tj was able to pull back 30 seconds of a 40 second gap uh there is like that that segment in between the climbs is long enough that uh if you are dropped like you might be able to make up some time on the descent if you've got a tron bike and then you've got another 6k to try and work your way back
4: yeah interesting
0: yeah, I think speeds are going to be high the- enough most of the way that you're probably Even if you get dropped by a second or two, which is really more difference than the bike is going to make. Yeah, on that climb anyway. Yeah, you're you're more likely to catch back onto the group if you've got the Tron.
4: And then you get the rest. Yeah, because yeah. you can rely on the arrow. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
3: And if you don't have an arrow, best all rounder
4: or something like that,
3: then? If you
4: don't have a Tron?
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: best all I mean, in that case, I might be more willing to say, like, the climb is where this is going to matter. Um, I
0: still we'll think see, it's your best yeah. arrow. I mean, yeah. if, if not I. Best,
1: not best arrow. Best all well, around. Best, all all around
0: best, best arrow other than the disc wheels. Yeah. But
1: like uh, you're not you're not saying take avenge.
0: If you know, then with the, uh, the seven eights, that would be okay. That would be fine, right?
4: We should do an around the horn sometime where we suggest new rules for races, like for HWR, the top three in the first week or in each week. Have to ride the buffalo bike the next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, we, we, um, impl- we'll we really implement know
4: how much of a difference the bike makes.
0: I, I we implement a handicap system Yeah.
4: Yeah. I want to see scorekeeper on the
0: on the okay. We the we buffalo need to bike. suggest so uh yeah there's a uh there's a backroom deal to try to get a scorekeeper to uh, to appear on the Tron. If if we make that happen, we're we're putting the suggestion to him and see what he says.
4: I yeah, uh, I think we know he'll he'll react.
0: He'll
4: he'll say
1: I'm right. I I just ride a TT bike every week. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I ride the hand cycle
4: everywhere.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay, so I think we've covered that. Um, so herd beginner racing is Deuce Fronts this week. So that's a really good race course, I think. Um, the Definitely the danger of using it for HVR is that your gaps happen early. And yeah.
1: So Deuce, Deuce France is the
0: reverse of RGB, correct? Yeah, so it's you the
2: rollers first, yeah. yeah. Oh, intestines first. OK, yeah, that makes sense.
0: So I mean, good and bad. So everybody's fresh when you hit it. And then you've got a bunch of flat. But everybody's fresh when you hit it. If people go hard, you're going to you're going to shred Split the field. things, yeah. Yeah. So,
4: it's still pretty flat.
0: Oh, it is. It's it's very flat.
4: It's net flat.
0: Always net flat.
4: <laughs> Not everything bagel. You count the lead in.
0: Well, the high line is not net flat. No, no, no,
4: that's what I mean. The high line, not net yep. flat.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, Deuce France, it's a great, it is a great race course. Um, I mean, it's very likely they come down to a sprint because it's flat for the last half of the race. But what do you like about it, Craig? The French countryside? Um I like sprints. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was this was also the uh, a TTT on this was the my uh, my bump to B the first time. Nice. We
1: just did uh, the RGB as a TTT in CRL this past week, and I'm having uh, flashbacks to the team dragging my corpse across the line uh
4: the ttt is the time is like the last drive is the fourth it's drive? the fourth and i was the fourth oh. yeah <laughs> i would say no, you, I played, great, wrong. But you didn't
0: i've been the guy being wrong, but... dragged many times too yeah
1: we had we had cool. one guy who uh with 5K to go, looked at the times of the other teams and said, We need to go faster. And then just like <laughs> hit it really hard. And faster. every, and it just like, <laughs> we had four, four groups of six, like among the six people. It's yeah. like, Well,
4: <laughs> that's not a good TTT. Yeah, that,
0: that's not productive.
3: Yeah. And if you're on the limits, though, send us some swill Yep, the rollers.
0: That's where you've got to talk about it first. Hey, yeah, we need no. to speed
1: up. He his his uh his talking about it was just saying "fuck it,"
4: <laughs> literally on the a, Discord. I thought this was a family call. <laughs>
1: There's no well, children listening.
0: I'm gonna put that little e on this episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. That's the arrow okay.
4: bike you have.
0: Yes. Most mm-hmm. definitely, uh, yeah. I
4: feel like this is one where the beginners can really like practice the
0: sprints. They sit well, in
4: practice drafting and then see if you can use the right power up at the right time.
0: Yeah, and so it really is. If if you have to go hard in the rollers to stay on, go hard in the rollers to stay on. Right, and then if you have to push hard up the Aqueduct, push hard up the Aqueduct because you have a really long time to rest before the end to, if you manage to hang on to a wheel up, up to that point. So, do it.
4: The <laughs> it's- finish really depends on what kind of rider you are. Mm-hmm. So, if you know you don't have a sprint, like that's the, time, that's the time for the panache attack at 1k to go and maybe you'll make it. But if you so, have a sprint, you just kind of want to sit on wheels until, like, 200 meters to go, and then throw everything you got in it.
0: Yeah. So, I th- the classic attack on this one is actually a little further than 1k. Really? So, well, at, so it's one the, of the bridges. Yeah, at the gra- the mm-hmm. the gravel bridge thing. Um, Why is that? So more rolling resistance, so the draft mm-hmm. is less effective, so you can get a gap.
4: And I think the only, I mean, I can't remember when it was I got this advice. It was like embarrassingly long into my Zwift career. But if you're going to attack, that doesn't mean just like rolling off the front at like an extra 50 watts. Nope. You've got to go hard. Yeah. Get a little bit of a gap and then ease off.
0: Uh, So it's almost sprint for a gap. Yeah. And then, then down to whatever you think you can hold for your attack time. And so I mean, if you're sitting you there at five
4: seconds, yeah. give up. The nah. other,
1: the other bit know, that I would, I've, I've that I would that. say is uh, the attack is best from the back. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. In a smaller group. So yeah. if you're sitting at the front and you start sprinting, everyone sees that coming. Uh, you can still see it coming when you like you're riding along, you look on the right, some orange numbers show up, but people don't tend to like respond right away in that situation. Um, And then you come through the front of like, once you are, once you hit the front of the group, you actually have a big speed difference. Uh,
4: Because you've been drafting all the way through the group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's right.
3: Yeah. We have to. We had that happen. Uh, one of my ladder team did RGV the, uh, tonight, and uh, the other team they just full send it at at some point with four guys. Some of our guys were part of guard; so they didn't react for one or two seconds, and yeah, they, they were two seconds, and uh, they broke away with four of their <laughs> five guys with one of us. So yeah, it can, can be done if you're.
0: So, right. I, I think the other thing is, uh, you know, so Doug, I think you mentioned you know, this is a, a good race for the beginners uh, if they haven't done a lot of racing to practice staying in the pack, staying in the draft, and contesting the sprint. So, the yeah. other piece, if you want to do that, especially if you're a little bit on the sp- you know, towards the strong side and you're not really under pressure in the last four K ish is watch for attacks and cover them. Um, because two things happen. Either, you know, you you bring you get to them and they drop off, or you get to their wheel, they keep attacking, and then you're two up you've got a two up breakaway. And you you've got a actually a pretty good chance of staying away if you actually work together a little bit.
4: Yeah, I yeah. am. No, that's great. You can have a lot of fun on a flat course. hmm
0: Yeah. Depends on who wants to do dumb stuff. The racers make the race. And if there's anybody from ATP in your race, expect an attack about 4K from the finish in this direction. They all attack in the same place and have no idea why. The same place in both directions. I don't understand it.
4: It's in the bylaws when you join the club. I think so. Where do the herd racers attack? Is there a specific place we're supposed to attack? We attack toward the back of the group.
0: <laughs> One <laughs> kilometer to go. <laughs> One
4: kilometer, exactly. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I, I'm sure it's it, over on the, um, I don't know, the orange Buffalo bike podcast that ATP runs. They're like, why is it that the herd racers always go 1K to go?
0: (laughs) Finash. Finash, that's the answer. Okay, so Climber's Gambit.
2: Chris. Sure, yeah, why not? Let's talk about it. Um, Climber's Gambit, it's the start of a new series. We're into February. Our thoughts turn to Valentine's Day and love. And with that, we think about the hills across Swift, which we also love. So this series is dedicated to all of our classic hills that we know, love, and love to climb up. We are starting with Petit KOM oh, in oh. France. <laughs> you can go on to do the full route, but I have capped the La route at 11 point something. Uh, it's the quickest way to the base of Petit KOM, so don't freak out. You don't have to do the whole thing. Um, but yeah, oh, first up evil. is Petit Petitko I I don't know the stats in it because I don't have my computer in front of me, but um, it's a lovely little spin. I think we've so, gone back and forth on bike choice. Um, there's a couple of different options here. Uh, climb is hard.
1: two point two point seven k at 3.9%. Um, this is one of those climbs where it is... It, it's stair steps, but not like you know, not up to 20%, uh, the, the steeper bits are like five to six. Um, I, I, yeah, we have in the past had these conversation about what the, what the fastest thing on this is. I, I think this is an arrow or, or sorry, an arrow TTT, like, or an arrow TT bike.
2: There you go. Um, third time's the charm.
1: Third time's the charm. Um, the average gradient is low enough and like I just want to check what some of the uh, times were that people have done but so my fastest time on this is still 16 miles an hour 26 27 ish kph Uh, which like that's in that range where the more arrow you are the better it is um I could see maybe if you are in the D's, going Tron or something lighter might probably Tron still. Um, could yeah, because it's just
2: so flat at the bottom. Like in the first initial, right after the climb, it is just. It's not downhill, but it's not super steep. You're still going pretty quick.
3: Yeah, yeah it goes. Uh, goes in like uh, Sean said, it's. Uh... Sears goes steeper a bit uh, near the end, uh, but, but still pretty consistent.
4: I fully endorse Aero TT bike for the Petticon.
2: All right, there you go. Breaking it's news.
4: A, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's kind of a shorter version of the of the volcano, to okay. some degree, even less steep than the volcano. But I I. St- I want to go back to love. And I want to ask Chris why if the theme <laughs> is love, you have got the one mountain that is all nearly universally hated on the first day. The DKOM? Yeah, I've got, thought, I've got the. I thought bet, we go the, partly up
1: the route. I think the bet is is or that is you will you will love not having to do the whole the whole route.
2: <laughs> you you will love seeing the blue banner approaching in the distance.
4: You'll love when you get up
0: to get off the
4: bike,
2: and and not have to go all the way up.
0: Yeah. So Chris, the absolute most evil thing you could do here, I think, would be to have the route be the full. Loren. So you have to finish it. After you have to finish the... it, but it doesn't matter how slow you go. <laughs>
2: we we've got things to do, Craig. There's there's World Cup uh motocross to watch or participate yeah. in. We've got other stuff to do. We do, yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah. That would be okay. a very James Bailey thing to do.
0: So moving on yeah, to a herd of mountain goats, we have climbers gambit. Just to stay Stop confusing. Not to be confusing at all. <laughs>
1: Uh, So this is the one we've, I I feel like this has come up in ZRL a couple of times, or at least once. Uh, It was the Zwift Academy course. Yeah, yeah. Um, So you do some of the, like, flat, flatter downtown areas before heading over to Titan's Grove and doing the reverse steeper part of Titan's Grove, the one that's just one like four to 5% ramp, Uh, finish Titans Grove, head over to the, I think it's the Epic KLM reverse. It is. So it's the steeper part of that as well, but it's it's another one that's like very, you go up, you go up a ramp and then you have a like 10 to 15 second recovery as you go down a little hill and then another ramp and then a little, a little dip. Um, there's like three or four of those on the way up. Um, so yeah, it's a six, six K 6% finish. Um, which is a, that's a, you know, that's a real Hill. Yeah. Um, for climbers gambit or, or sorry, for uh mountain goats. Are we, it's, it's a lot of flat beforehand, but there's nothing that's, really steep i guess depends how it gets raced as we always say but is this a climbers bike
0: i think it's climbers bike i agree yeah um in the draft i don't think there's enough of a difference between
1: ron and a yeah
0: when you take that down by the however many percent from whoever's leading to whoever's in fourth, fifth, sixth wheel. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think there's enough power savings to bother with the...
1: No, especially because the bike. way that I would expect this to get raced, it's the difference between, I mean, high zone two versus low zone three or whatever when you're
0: yep.
1: riding now, the flat it, parts.
0: If somebody's pretty strong, I can see trying to break the group up at Titan's Grove Reverse. but So expect a preliminary effort there could be a split. Yeah.
1: And that's actually an area where the more arrow you are, the better. Yeah. So even having a climber's bike might be a disadvantage there.
4: Well, I think it would be. But I think it's worth it, because you're really going to want it on the Epic.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you're doing a 20-minute climb to get into this, right? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, set a new ftp
1: i i I always i think that my favorite part of this course is just remembering craig uh making plans to make people upgrade in uh in crl (laughs) like i'm gonna attack with like a couple hundred meters until the climb so that everyone has to go hard (laughs) for the whole 20 minutes yeah yeah, like I don't actually care how well I do. I'm just gonna make people like pop <laughs> people. I
0: mean, yep. the worst
4: for that <laughs> is um those Austrian climbs, those Innsbruck climbs. Yep. Because even if you're, you're really fast, they're still twenty A minutes. over. T- well,
1: uh, unless you're scorekeeper or those guys, they, they were did, like Fifteen right. yeah.
4: somethings. Now, by one season in ZRL, the um the final round was on one of those climbs and it got really weird because with like 500 meters to go, everyone at the front just slowed down (laughs) because they all had their computers telling them they were their 20 minute power. (laughs) And then even so like six people got, got kicked out.
0: Yeah.
4: It was so bad. It was so bad.
0: And that's why we need result-based
4: categories. Anyway, uh, oh, stampede! Breaking news: Climbers bike for mountain goats.
0: Climbers bike for mountain goats, which isn't unusual. Usually, is oh. stampede of Innsbruck Ring. One Ooh, lap. Wow.
1: Is it? Is it the full lap? It is. Yeah.
0: It says one lap. Yep. I mean How that's a fun thing. Go on the leg snapper. Hard. Really, really hard.
1: <laughs> but not so hard that you don't have anything left for the the final
4: 5k.
0: No, but I mean 4K. I wouldn't not I try, as hard as a regular race. I wouldn't try to do a 50 second, but I probably try to do a minute. Right. Maybe a minute two, minute three.
4: Yeah, that's a cool course. Uh and
1: if you are if you are racing in uh, ZRL this season, the Tuesday uh race is a scratch race on a couple, I can't remember if it's two or three laps of in- Innsbruck Ring. So this oh, is a good nice. uh preview if you wanna get a sense of of the course. I mean, we all know the course, but just a, a nice little preview uh before yep. having to race it.
0: And then should, we have Bullseye. It should only
1: be about 15 minutes, like a 15-minute effort. So, you know, not going to kill you for Tuesday.
0: No, no, definitely not. But, yeah, so then Bullseye, we have Dutchie Estate. So that's one of the classic uh, Bullseye courses. So this is a – I – Dutchie Estate's a great race race course for Bullseye or HSRL points racing, so – uh, yeah, that that one should be really fun.
2: Is that the clockwise?
1: It's circuit? clockwise. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yes. Is that the is that with the steep section in the in the beginning when you enter the loop or the? Yes. Or yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so you yeah. so you come down into
0: the loop, you go up the up the ramp across the almost false well the false flat, uh, and then into the downhill. Downhill uphill into the banner. Turn downhill uphill to the banner.
4: How many laps?
0: Uh, Oh, what did he say? He said... uh, That's the wrong date. There we are. Seven. Oh. I
4: mean, this one is nice because it's kind of almost humane because there's only the one sprint per
0: lap. Yeah. Well, and the lead-in does count though. Lead in counts. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Lead in counts, finishes double.
1: Uh it is only 3K though. So you're still you still have a, a sprint every 3K at the end of a little push. Like this is one where there's it's it's 1k from the, the bottom of that that little steep ramp uh yeah. to the, the banner. And if you are strong you can split things up that fault like up that kick and falls flat
0: Ooh. that's hard, it pretty hard is, that's hard but yeah. it could be
1: really hard for people who have been doing it as sprints instead of like right. i'm gonna put in an effort yeah right
0: <laughs> good stuff good stuff and then i guess next week we finish with this nonsense. Uh, so herd Winter racing is Test Express. So that's Champs-Duyse backwards. Mm. Um, you know, so there's there's little climbs, but it's certainly not New York KOM. How many laps of that? That is I'm it, I'm sure it does, but I'm not. Let's looking make, it, right. one. <laughs> Let's make just, it one. Let's make it Just the lead in. It would be
4: so fast. Oh
1: my it's God.
0: it's actually only two.
4: Woo, that's also going to be
1: fast.
0: That's going to be real fast. Maybe that's get gonna a gonna warm up in. You get a warm up in because that. Uh, wow,
1: that's going to be sub. I mean, so Lutes, you do have to go up and down the hill to get to the start. So a it's a it's a fairly yeah. long lead in still, but you know, essentially two and a half laps of the loop. Yep. Uh. So it's going to be sub. it's going to be 15 to 15 ish minutes.
0: Like yep. it's a, it's going to be all out. Well, and you, as far as the comment on be warmed up. Yeah. Cause you, you come out of the pens, you turn left and go up the hill. Oh you my God. <laughs> yep. Maybe have a bucket next to your bike. That too. And, uh, Herd beginner racing next weekend is electric loop, so that is pan flat in uh, Niokio, alley sprint and tower sprint reverse, I believe. If you say so. Uh,
3: yeah. Yes. Not that it really matters for HBR, but <laughs> it, yeah. it well, it's just in
0: which directions you're going.
4: My beginner's tip for that course is don't get too distracted by all the lights.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But even more so than Deuce France, it's stay in the draft, stay in the draft, stay in the draft, stay in the draft, and then sprint. Okay. Well, that is this week in herd racing. Uh, So there's two... So first, I think, just to cover it, because it is a notable thing in Zwift, um, there were some layoffs announced, and the co-CEO resigned, and yeah, that happened. And
1: and while they haven't announced it, this is the end of Zwift.
0: uh, There seems to be an awful lot of this is the end of Zwift posts in various Facebook groups, yeah. I'm pretty sure not. Uh, Things have been worse. But uh, yes, so former uh, Pinktron member James is still employed by Zwift, and just about everybody else that we work with, we believe, is also still employed by Zwift. Um, the the public facing person that we 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 believe was laid off was uh, Flint, who is quite. Active in the forums
1: on swift.com,
0: and who it
1: seemed like was either running or, or at least a part of the group that was uh interacting with the team that was trying to do the results based categorization categorization. Yep. Um, which we're all, I mean, really hoping goes well. So, um,
0: I'm hoping it goes well, but it hadn't. Gone well so far. so far. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: Yep. So that's that Zwift is gonna. I don't think we need to worry about Zwift until there's an actual competitor, and there isn't really a competitor right now. And when yeah. there is a competitor, and I start to worry, there'll be a competitor to go to if Zwift dies. Yeah, it's, it's kind like, of uh, yeah.
1: interesting that. You know, the I think the the biggest competitor for a while was RGT, which was right. then bought by Wahoo and then shuttered by Wahoo, and now Wahoo and Zwift are kind of part-
0: partnering. partnering with the Wahoo Kicker Core Zwift One Edition. Uh, so I'm I was actually a part of a, an RGT users group. Um, Mostly for entertainment, because many of them were rapidly anti-Swift for no apparent reason. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, they, there's a lot of anger in that group, feeling betrayed that now Wahoo has partnered with Zwift. So anyway, that's um, okay. <laughs> so I have a Wahoo Kicker core. I like the Wahoo Kicker core um the zwift one edition adding the the zwift cog so this is a i to my understanding this is a slightly different swift cog than came with the zwift hub Uh,
1: as far as i know it's just it's connected to a different free hub
0: yeah so anyway it's uh so there's they're selling it and I don't know if it's for sale yet, but they're going to sell a, a cog and a click uh, shift kit for existing kicker core owners. And it may or may not come for the kicker V5 and V6 as well. Um, I I was under the impression that it would come for the V5 and V6 anyway. Maybe not older ones, but That's... anyway
1: that so personally I've, I've got a kicker V5 uh and I would be I, I would be all over this because the I wear out like certain cogs on the trainer yeah um, like it's you just ride in certain gear ratios a lot because it's you're just on the flats like I there is a one cog that like, that's the, that's the gear ratio that I need to be in a comfortable cadence with Miguel, like, or with, you know, any of the pace partners. And if you just do that a lot, you're, you end up with like
4: a, a cassette that isn't worn evenly. Well, if you do a lot of erg workouts, it's the same problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I deliberately, so my racing is on a single speed from a standing start, um, so I deliberately use a lot of different cadences. So I, I don't know if I have quite as much of a problem with this, but it definitely, I don't use the, I don't use my the the either end of the cassette very much on Swift.
4: Wait, is a single speed or it's not a single speed? Not His the bike sp- race bike. Not
0: not my bike on Zwift. The bike Got I it. race with. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The bike I race with in in real life on the BMX track is a single is a single speed. speed, and my cadence goes from zero to probably 150, 160 during a race.
2: Has Just anyone to had to replace Sean? If you had to replace your cassette
1: on your trainer due to what uh, I have. Yes. Yeah.
0: Craig, you have. Have. Yep.
1: Uh and ahead, Steph no? and chain. Like the, the chain. Oh, definitely and, chain. Like but the chain and uh the chain and cassette like not wearing evenly was if you remember there was there was a point uh a yearish ago where I was having major issues with like yep. my chain. I remember that. Off. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. It was like three HWers in a row or something. Yeah. It?
4: That sounds bad. I mean, if you had asked me six months ago, would I be in the market for something like this where I would never have to actually shift my derailleurs, and I could instead press buttons on the handlebar and it would all be handled virtually. I would have said, no way. I don't want that. <laughs> I want like the thing that I like about Zwift is it's a lot like riding a real bike. Yep. And my real bike has mechanical derailleurs. and it's got a it's not a one by, and I like shifting on the on those things, and I want it to sound seem a lot like my outdoor bike. But since then I cracked the frame that I was using. <laughs> And which was not that surprising. It was a um, 25-year-old frame, and it was like one of the first carbon fiber frames. Um, It was Lance's OCLV Trek frame. Yeah, yeah. And frame that he used to ride. And it was great, loved it. Um, And then I decided instead of getting a new bike for the trainer, I would just get a new classic old frame and put all my old stuff on it. And so now i have this old like it's beautiful classic 1995 bike on my trainer and it just doesn't shift as well as modern stuff No, know like my old my mechanical my brand new mechanical Altegra that i ride outside shifts so much better that i kind of don't like shifting on the on the old bike and I wouldn't mind actually having little buttons that shift a lot nicer.
0: So I'm gonna suggest something actually, in my uh, my bike mechanic, the uh, oh yeah persona, okay, the Dera- derailleur hanger alignment. If there's anything that affects shifting, as far as clean shifting especially, yeah. it's derailleur hanger alignment. Um, because I, I've I've adjusted that on. A few bikes and the difference it makes is just amazing.
4: Front or rear or both?
0: Uh rear. rear. Well, I mean rear. both. I mean, if you're having trouble shifting the front, then well, it's not yeah, that it's mess mess it's around with your front derailleur.
4: Shift. It's that I need to fine-tune the front derailleur to not oh, have the yeah. contain rub on it.
0: Oh, well, just take it off and shift with your thumb. <laughs>
4: Just reach <laughs> down and grab the chain and lift it
0: between the. No, I I, I I did that for two years on Swift. <laughs>
4: that
2: sounds miserable.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about getting the because I have the Swift huh, classic as they call it with a just with a uh, and I was thinking about it because I broke my. I've I'm using my old road bike now. Trainer and somewhere the the shifter for my front cogs uh, the piece broke off of it so I can't shift uh, uh, between uh, my my front uh, discs so so now I've been stuck been stuck in the big ring forever since so oh my god maybe it's time for for you using it.
0: Yeah, or just turn the t- trainer difficulty down a little. Yeah. Or you just
2: reach down like Craig does.
0: Or just reach down up and shift with your finger. Yeah, lift it up. Just lift well, it actually, up. You don't, well, even, the, you don't have to lift it time, up. You just, you just push it over. Just gently press the it. Only time just I, I just manually, press
3: it over a little bit. I think the and, uh, The only time I manually, uh put it in, uh, because I have uh, not a one by, but a three by, because it uh, was a triple. Yeah. It's quite an old bike, so if uh, only with, if it's a big climb, I, I change it manually, but yeah. was thinking about it because it was interesting with reading with uh, the, the Wow and Zwift uh, partnership because they also read that, that they are discontinuing their current Swift hubs once and the Zwift hub one. Is, is, yeah, they said it's it's only on the market for four months, so it's quite an early discontinue.
0: Yeah, but I mean, so it's the same—the Zwift, the cog—it's essentially the same thing. It's just a plastic bumper for a single speed kit. Yeah. It's um, yeah. if you wanted, you could, you just you put a single speed cog on. Mm-hmm with some spacers or a single cog on the on a on the uh, free hub put some spacers on to align it nicely and just run with that you, you don't need the cog. Right. Um yeah
1: yeah the uh the thing that I, I, I mean so Zwift was never making the uh the trainer hardware themselves anyway so they partnered with uh another company i can't remember what the the company was, was but jet I mean, black jet black yeah uh that i mean and they were just essentially rebranding that uh with some updates that like the the cog uh as a Zwift trainer that you know and there were set up things that were nicer and all of that but uh I, it it doesn't make it is not a surprise that they're like, well, you know, if we can get our piece that we have developed uh, into more hands by partnering with, you know, partnering with Wahoo, um, I, I see why they're doing that. I think that the the one thing that was really nice for people about the, the Zwift hub was that it was cheap. It was like, a really affordable, uh, pretty, you know, not bottom end smart trainer um, that there was trust in because it had his with name on it. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens at that lower end
4: of the market. They succeeded. They managed yeah. to get everyone else to lower their prices. And now there's a really cheap, there are really cheap, Pretty good direct drive trainers out there, um, and they're they're in bed with Yahoo, so they don't they don't need it anymore.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, and basically, I think they got an equally or pretty close deal with Wahoos. They had Jet Black, that was the re- that was the resolution to their whole legal dispute.
4: Yep.
1: Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should kiss and make up instead. Yeah. That was basically the
0: outcome. Maybe this will work out. Yeah. So anyway, I would I would be interested in trying uh virtual shifting, but uh I'm not allowed to buy Zwift play or anything from Zwift. So Canada? Yeah. Can't trust the Canadians. Can't trust the Canadians,
1: though. So, so... I, has anyone? So, uh, Steph, you've tried the virtual shifting? With no, no, no I, no. I was
3: thinking about getting the cog and the click. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I am really interested in it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm also. We've talked about it before. I can't. I'm, I'm still interested in the. Is it called the play? The, the controllers.
0: Yeah. The um,
2: yeah, 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 super fun.
4: I know Chris, and that's not he, the same thing. Like, yeah. you can't, if you get a play, you can't do virtual shifting. Yes, yes you, you can. can. Yes, you can. You have to have if, the right kind of trainer.
0: Yes, if you have at the moment a, get a, get Zwift, cog, a yeah. Zwift hub. Oh, no, you don't need the cog. Don't need the cog. The cog doesn't. The cog is not important in, in virtual shifting. All it lets you do is not have a not have a cassette back there. Yeah, this was literally Um, the rabbit hole I went down on
2: between Reddit and the Zwift forums
4: two nights ago. Where, if
2: because I've got a kicker core, I upgraded my firmware and I have the play controllers, and I just you can
0: virtual shift.
2: Yeah, I can use virtual shifting now. So, I just how is it? How is it?
0: Uh,
2: it, It's it's interesting. Uh, I like it overall. It, I thought there would be a little bit more customizability to set it to whatever your gearing is, what you want it to be, be, but it's just as straightforward here. You have 24 gears, you can run through them with the buttons, buttons that I didn't even fucking know were there on the outside of the play controller. But through the tutorial, it was explained to me that you have these hidden buttons, you can just tap them. So a little bit counterintuitive, you have to like untrain your muscle memory on how to shift uh But overall, I like it. Like when the the Hub One first came out, the power brick on my on my kicker cord like fried itself. You know that really foul smelling electrical burn. I walked out into my garage one morning, and that was the filled the entire room. So I was like,
0: "Oh shoot!" I you let the magic smoke in.
2: Yeah. So, luckily, unluckily. Uh, a new power supply fixed it but in the back of my head i was like oh that'd be cool i could just get one of the the kicker or the wahoo or sorry the zwift one trainers and not worry about like swapping bikes or getting my old bike where the derailleur is all screwed up on it and the shifting would work fine like it would just run as a single speed yep so when this came out like it was a godsend Uh, and that opens up a whole new world of being able to swap bikes or Doug, I'm surprised you didn't just duct tape that uh, that frame up, like cracked frame.
0: <laughs> I thought well, like long and thing.
4: hard about it, but um, I mean, this is not going to work for the podcast. But like, here's the frame, holding the frame but, uh, in front of it. it looks cracked, is right down by the bottom brackets. Okay. and so the thought was, it could actually become catastrophic if I went to sprint. Yep. And then it broke, and then I would, like, my head would smash into my screen. And that didn't appeal to me.
2: That's just no. added compliance,
0: Doug. People pay a lot of
4: money for that.
0: <laughs> added compliance.
4: I need a, a padded monitor.
0: If yeah. I had <laughs> a hat, I just, that's that the... four aft bottom bracket compliance everybody wants. <laughs> yeah. You just wear a helmet while you're Zwifting, and everything
2: will be fine. I yeah. hear these hedgehogs face.
4: are very popular right now. For Oh, oh Yeah those rubbery things you put under your trainer to give you a little bit of squish. I could glue the hedgehogs to my screen. <laughs> yeah, no. Should, no, no, no. It, honestly, it was all a big excuse to get an aluminum Klein, like classic old red, like candy apple red frame. And it's nice. beautiful. I love it. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's stiff. And so... It Just doesn't the front, I just don't like the front derailleur very much. Otherwise, it's great.
2: They just reach down and, and change it yourself. That's called that's why, uh, that's why they call it a one by because every time Craig reaches down to change gears, he
0: loses, he waves goodbye to one of his fingers. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I I did, uh, I did go through a year shifting a bike with uh, a screwdriver on the limit screws too
4: during a sprint. <laughs>
2: shifter is happening up in canada
0: (laughs) well this is winter right so if i put a if i put a shift cable on it it was just going to rust and break so
4: i didn't realize that front derailleurs were like sensitive military hardware that can't be exported (laughs) in fact
0: don't we import
4: them from other countries
0: i'm just a cheap ass
4: uh Duct tape the screwdriver to your, dad, your seat tube.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did try the virtual shifting. Uh, short story long, and yeah, overall positive. Um, Would have liked some of that to be able to set. This is your virtual. These are your virtual chain rings. This is your virtual cassette that you're working off of.
1: Do you but, think that is a thing that they might might implement, or is it like? Did, I,
2: I feel like I remember seeing it in screenshots on other virtual shifting setups. So I, I imagine that the technology is there to be able to port that over.
4: What are you missing out of the like? Is it do you want more great gradations or do you want bigger jumps?
2: I just I want to know. I want to mimic what I'm working with in real life awesome. to be on my Zwift bike. So I know. Yeah.
0: So the stages bike can do that.
4: Okay. Yeah. Then what you can do is you can get Di2 for your real life bike and get it controlled by the Zwift click. So when you're out on the road, you can shift with the click.
0: <laughs> and then it'll really
4: mimic your outdoor ride. Is that what you want? I, I like or where your head's you want to
0: mimic you want to mimic your indoor ride, outdoor. Outside. Outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Put wheels on your kicker. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah.
0: Was that our
4: Around the Horn?
0: That was it. So I think that is the Pinktron for tonight. So thank you, Steph Etienne. Thank you, Chris Greenland. Thank you, Sean Fogenberg. And thank you for the late Doug McKee. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) did he die? Rest no, he peace just showed up here. late. <laughs>
4: I'm about it's kind of late here. I'm going to have to rest. I think it's
0: later it's latest for staff, but yeah, yeah, it's latest. Anyway, thanks everybody.
3: I'll full of sleep.
0: Thanks everybody. Have a good week in racing and uh see you next time. Move. Yeah. And good night. Boo. Bye. Bye.